Hi, I'm Tony Russo, and this is A Bagel Manifesto, where I share stories about coming to terms with belief, culture, and the profound sense of loss that nobody really cares about bagels anymore. In this episode, I want to talk about being drawn into troll culture, but first I want to let you know that my audiobook is out everywhere you get audiobooks. If you're an Audible subscriber, it would be great if you chose Dragged Into the Light this month. I still have a few free downloads left if you'd like one in exchange for an honest review. You can reach out to me at buytonyrusso at gmail.com and I can send you a download link. I also have a weekly newsletter where I share all my writing and some of my plans for world domination. You can check that out at abagelmanifesto.com. Okay, let's get into it. If there's anything difficult about nonfiction writing, it's closing the gap between the story and the reader. It's easy enough to tell what happened and why it matters, but that doesn't bring people along for the ride. Managing a reader's reaction means tapping into their point of view. If you read through to the end of one of my stories and don't get it, that means I failed. Maybe I didn't get you to come along with the premise or didn't provide sufficient evidence. Sometimes I try too hard to sound clever and leave breadcrumbs for ideas that would be better served by explicit language. Sometimes I'm just unintentionally oblique. Social media is the place I'm most likely to miss the mark because I assume everyone occupies the same headspace. Mine. (laughs) I forget that I'm only the hero of my own story. Maybe we should amend there are two sides to every story and add, and every story needs a bad guy. No matter how many Rashomons or Wicked's make it into pop culture, it's still an easy observation to overlook. If we're the good guy in our story, we're the bad guy in the alternate version. That means sometimes we're the bad guy and don't notice. Sometimes we're the bad guy and don't care. With enough moral certainty in their heart, a person can do a shocking amount of evil whether or not that's their goal. The doctor in I Am Legend is a barbaric monster among the test subjects. On a much lower stakes level, one person's cultural critic is another person's insufferable troll. Intent has very little to do with what we say or write if we're unclear or just flat dead mistaken. By those lights, I shouldn't have been surprised that a recently overly snarky Facebook post of mine drew as much hate as it did. I had taken a picture of a pickup truck that was in front of me. The license plate was a Del Mar Fire Department license plate, state issued. And on the back of the cab were the letters BLM and then dashes next to them. And next to the dashes, the words Bang Local MILFs. And then, you know, a picture of one of those tire flap women. I was trying too hard to be clever when I took that photo and missed the opportunity. It started a conversation I didn't intend to have about a point I wasn't trying to make. What I wanted to say was that if you claim to represent the Del Mar Fire Department and enjoy the privileges having that special license plate affords you, Maybe leave the racist, anti-woman rhetoric off the back of your car. For some backstory, the Del Mar Fire Department has been haunted by its misogynist culture. That's just a cold fact, nothing I observed. There is a link to the newspaper article in the show notes. What I have observed over the 30 years I've lived here is a culture that stopped evolving after it lost its slaves and needed to get a real job. 
It's a core prejudice that I struggle and continually fail to overcome, something that, having seen, I can't unsee. I've written before that ignorance isn't a bad thing and that we shouldn't hold it against people. Stupidity, though, which is the conviction that ignorance is your birthright, is another story altogether. When I posted the photo, I provoked more outrage than I intended. It was really just me whining about living in such a backward place as white supremacy thrashes through its death rattle. I wanted to evoke the image of a black family or single mom coming upon this truck as they pulled up to their still smoldering house. I wanted to say that the kind of contempt for the people they claimed to serve was beneath town firefighters. I assumed it was clear that the problem wasn't the sticker, but rather the public service claim advertised next to it. It's just an excellent picture of this part of culture, so wrapped up in homogenous entitlement that it's beyond self-reflection. A staggering number of commenters said the driver was neither a racist nor a MILF banger. They offered this as evidence that I was a humorless snowflake, out to find things that offend me. It's a counter-prejudice that, like my own, is based loosely on fact. I think we all know so-called social justice warriors who seem to be less present in a conversation than waiting to pounce on anachronistic language. People for whom there's no discussion, only a list of preferred and banned terms. I'm not one of them, but the bad guy in their story is. The bad guy in their story totally drives around looking for something to be offended by. The Del Mar Fire Department gives well beyond its firefighting services. It goes to schools and supports pretty much every town event. It does the necessary and important fundraising to keep the equipment up. No member of the fire department hasn't seen that sticker and dismissed it as just a joke. That makes sense. They are the audience. The joke was written with them in mind. It's unlikely they see it as any stupider than the old pull-my-finger gag, and it's critical to admit that they have a point. Returning to ignorance versus stupidity, I think we all believe that a joke told without malice can be just bad or tone-deaf. Among my friends, I'm certain I would win the award for most likely to hurt someone's feelings with a witty observation. If I'm trying to be funny and end up saying something hurtful, it is stupid to insist that other people don't have a sense of humor. Maybe they don't, but the problem could just as easily be that I missed the mark. And it's worth remembering, if everyone around you is too thin-skinned, it's possible that they're not the problem. On the flip side, trying to shame someone isn't any more productive than trying to badger them into having a better sense of humor. Shame only works as a social tool if there's a cost for bad behavior. It's meaningless among people who tend more toward tribalism than conversation. The idea of being ashamed or even wrong is undermined in a world where we are all just misunderstood or kidding. When I decided to take the photo and share it, I had no illusions that I would shame anyone into anything. Shamelessness, like stupidity, is a badge people wear to prove that they have agency or, as I'm sure they like to think of it, liberty. I wanted to call attention to the ignorant entitlement, this attitude that a person who is willing to serve their community is always beyond reproach on every matter. Although I didn't set out to prove anything, in retrospect, the comments along those lines weren't surprising. Criticism and threats fell into two loose categories. 
move if you don't like it, and you wouldn't be so smug if this person was saving your life. That's the one that got to me the most. There are so many people who join up to serve their community, who answer the call to service out of a genuine disposition towards saving lives and working for the public good. An unfortunate minority understands that finagling their way into a uniform is the only chance at getting respect they will ever have. It's a critique as old as uniforms, to be sure, but the way you behave will influence the way people think of the uniform. I have a friend who was in the army. He told me that once he was in charge of other soldiers, he was fastidious about his behavior. He didn't go around calling other people out, but he was very conscious about how he carried himself. He understood that the burden of leadership was living above standards and expectations. For him, being an example meant never wondering whether someone was watching. It meant being unindictable. Those are the folks I think about when I see some idiot hiding behind the presumption of heroism. So many good people live their public and private lives with the full understanding that their vocation requires exemplary behavior. It is a tragedy that they get lumped in with people who want to be automatic heroes based solely on their career choice. That is what I should have written. What made my observation tone deaf was forgetting that not everyone agrees that there's a difference between the job and the person doing it. Criticizing one vile joke on some man-child's pickup truck is no different from demeaning everyone who has ever put themselves in harm's way for a stranger according to this line of thinking. The fact that that's wrong-headed is secondary. I'll never know if there's a way to point out how counterproductive it is for a volunteer fireman to play into the racist, sexist stereotype. I get the sense that there's a lot of head-shaking at how people are so sensitive nowadays that it's become frowned upon to play grab-ass in the firehouse. Of course, all of that is on my neighbors and me. We won't have a conversation about what it means to set an example or to represent the town. That's not the kind of town we want. Surely this is my own prejudice coming through again, but when I look around, I see a desperation to prevent evolution. So many people seem to want to recapture a time when everyone respected authority, when blacks knew their place, and women didn't make a federal case about the occasional errant hand, especially when they were the ones who insisted on working in a man's world. If there's one thing that has always been clear about living here, it's that people don't like the way that things have always been should move, or at least keep their mouths shut. I can't do the first and will never do the second, but it would be stupid of me not to learn the lesson. This should have been a flame war about whether or not the MILF banger was disrespecting the fire department, not whether or why it offended me. There was a commenter who worried that I was painting the fire service with too broad a brush and rightly pointed out that it was unfair to make it more about the fire department than the sticker. That might have been a conversation worth having, but my snarky word choice made it about my fragile sensibilities instead of our collective callousness. So, what do you think? Even though I've been the only one talking for a while, I'd love to get your impression. You can shoot me an email at bytonyrusso at gmail.com. If you want to attach a voice memo, I'd be happy to replay it and comment on it. You can support me and the show by buying my book, Dragged into the Light, Truthers, Reptilians, Super Soldiers, and Death Inside an Online Cult. 
It's available everywhere you get books. The audio version's out now, as I mentioned at the top, and I'd love for you to get that as well, or instead. You can also sign up for the newsletter at abagelmanifesto.com. You can follow me on social at by Tony Russo on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This show was written and produced by me, Tony Russo. Keep the faith.